What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Dynasty Logics. And we are here today to talk to you about the 2021 post-draft Dynasty Rookie Breakdown. That's what it's all about. We're going to be going over the draft, diving in, and telling you our thoughts about you know what happened during the draft, what we liked, what we didn't like, and Tommy. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to you and 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 let you start off with a a hello. It's good hello. to see you, pal. Yo, what's up? It's draft season, huh? We had one draft and now it's uh now it's all the work you put in. Now it's rookie draft season, huh? Nice, nice. Uh, I think this is our favorite time of year. Oh, it, it absolutely is. I mean, this we'll talk. I mean, it's a stupid cliche, but you separate like the men from the boys, like guys who did their research, you know, pre-draft into it, with a guy who's like, oh shit, there's a draft this week. Yeah, good luck. Let me know how you're doing later on. (laughs) That guy still wins, though. You know, I'm not saying anything. That guy wins, too. That guy wins, too. He makes the right call, makes shots. So, yeah, you know, we're just going to talk about, like, stuff we see in the rookie draft and and, uh, the NFL draft and how we see guys playing out. So, Tom, Mm -hmm. Thursday night, round one, was there anything in particular for you that stuck out, positive or negative? Um. I thought positive wise, um, every team that took an offensive lineman and a linebacker were great, awesome, phenomenal. Even the teams that took a, a quarterback, I'll give that as a third grade. The rest of it, the wide receivers, I was like, why, why do we keep taking these wide receivers early? I'm like, I don't know, and like, and like loaded jam log spots, like, except for probably Smith, right? Right, Smith is the only one who walks in a non-jam log, pretty much, right? Because then, you know. So I know I, 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 I'm definitely going to uh, agree with you. That was one of my biggest takeaways as, I don't want to consider it a negative, but it, it was certainly, it left a bitter taste in my mouth. There was a lot of ball players from fantasy perspective that landed in spots uh, that are locked in, that are going to be, competitive um which is it a bad thing no it's great for those teams that that now have a strong team but it makes it a little more difficult as you start to plan out your it does it does but it also separates in your dynasty league because if you evaluate talent right and there's another separation of how you can get better and be better in your dynasty league in a wide in in this wide receiver class right i think there's a lot of you know, like you said, guys sitting behind people, three wide receivers. I mean, Baltimore took two of our favorite receivers, right? That was great. It took Bateman and Wallace. And it's like, okay, but what what this is, it helps you in, in a dynasty draft, is if you stick to the talent, right, and take the talent, the talent will come through eventually. And that's what I've always done. So I'll take the most talented guys that I'd liked. And I'm not going to reach for a guy who falls in a situation. Like, you know, we didn't like Rondell Moore. I don't love Rondell Moore now. Like, I didn't love him then, and I don't love him like that much now. Waddle, we didn't love Waddle before. Like so, for my falling in Miami in a loaded wide receiver court, that didn't hurt us. So actually, like our, our pre-draft kind of rankings, we weren't high in a lot of smaller receivers, anyways. So that kind of helps us not have to overpay for them. And you know, even some of the situations, like I tell people, be careful because a guy landed a situation. You know, we talked about a pre-draft. Like, why did he jump up? Because he happened to land there with targets. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't love to chase that. You can, it's value, but you know, just don't overpay for it. You know, chase the land spot is one of those things where, um, you know, you can, uh, you can get caught and uh, have been a detriment not only um, to your draft board, but sometimes long term as well if you start chasing ball players based off the position that they land at sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so you have to really assess your ball player at that point no no you're right and actually that's the key term is like chasing right and 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 finding the landing spot is 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 definitely something that i'm not going to say is like wrong you absolutely should look at the landing spot like that's huge i mean what am i chasing 
is the overpaying that goes on. Like, um, you know, um, guys we didn't like before because he landed in a better spot. Like now that a guy, a guy I had ranked say is like a fourth round rookie wide receiver, right? Um, the Egyptian, right? Amun Ra, right there, who walks into a spot with all these targets, right? Right. We, I didn't love him before the draft, right? And just because you know he does a mummy trick and like rises from the dead, and he's not jumping from the fourth round to the second round of my board. Like I'm, I'm just not going to do it because the target share. Will I look at him at the end of my third? Sure. Just don't jump guys up two rounds and go crazy. Like, even in a spot like that, like, because you could get you could get a James Robinson where it's one year and then night night and then this is dynasty. I'm not chasing the one year night night kind of guy right now. So we're talking about night night guys, but talent chase we had top five prospect altogether. And now he's teamed up with Burrow and also has T. Higgins. That's a, that's a healthy wide receiver core. Is that going to be a right-left? Is that going to be complementary? Or is that one of those th- things where, you know, it may become too competitive and Chase doesn't do as well as what we'd like? I mean, how many times have we gone high on a wide receiver that's ended up burning us long-term? I can, you know... um, I believe there was a, a Rams pick a couple of years ago. We were, you know, you had, quote unquote, all the analysts saying that, uh, Tommy, help me out. Who was the the Rams wide out? This is a small guy. It wasn't uh, Tavon Austin, was it? It was Tavon Austin. Thank you. <laughs> of course I knew you'd help me out on this. <laughs> no, so, I know. You know I, I, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If you're in that situation, I'm actually not worried at all. Chase is the guy, still guy. He's still the guy that I say is 100% safe. And I'm not worried about him and T. Higgins, you know, working together because we've seen that in the past. Like, we've seen two receivers work. Like, you know, I mean, Thielen's a perfect example, right? Thielen with Jefferson, Thielen with Diggs, right? You've seen guys work together, right? There's numerous other examples. So that's not a problem. I mean, you could think of Ocho Senko and uh, who's Manzada, right? I mean, Manzada, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it works. Who's your mama? Yeah. Who's your mama, right? We love to who's your mama, you know, Bolden, <laughs> Fitzgerald. I mean, there's a million examples. The fear I think people have is Tyler Boyd. Now, I've never been a huge Tyler Boyd guy anyways, and I think Tyler Boyd's the odd man out in this situation. I think he's the guy who's the odd man out. And I think they have dead money, so it's tough to get rid of him and trade him. But I think he's the odd man that's going to feel. Do I think it's going to affect Chase? You know, maybe you could say that with other teams, but the fact that he was this college, you know, wide receiver quarterback combination, there's no way he's not throwing the ball. There's no way I, he's not. I agree with ta- you 100%. And the, and, you know, and the talent's there. So he's the guy I'm not worried about, right? You could say the same comparison, like a guy like Bateman, who we liked, right, is a different story. Because I think that comes into play. Like, we love the talent, but then the problem is, is like, you know, you can tell me Marquise Brown had 100-plus targets, and he did. But, like, okay, he's got 100 targets, and, you know, Andrew's got over 100 targets. You see, Bateman's going to see 100 targets. And then I got Tyler Wallace is there, too. Jackson doesn't throw that ball. Like, he's not going to throw enough targets to hit that many receivers. So that's a different – that's a concern, you know, in a different scenario. So you got to look at it, you know, team by team, base by base on that situation. I do Um, feel as if Baltimore, though, has shaped their team in a way – that is going away from the run game. Um, you know, I think you could see that it, it that one trick pony uh, started to hurt them uh, going into the playoffs and stuff like that. So I think you could see that they're going to be able to pass the ball a little bit more. But I do think it's going to take away shares from not only Hollywood Brown, but Andrews. So, you know, I think here's, there's going to be a long, long term. Here's, here's a good question for you, right? So if I had to ask you right now, which Baltimore right wide receiver right would you like right now going forward in Dynasty? Who would you take? I'm um, going with Bateman. Okay, and I agree, and that's my next point. Like, I'm, we're talking about not liking you know where Bateman went, and that definitely dropped him down right, a little bit. Like, would I pay a first round pick for him? No, right? But I'm paying a second round for him all day because I agree with you. I don't like. Hollywood Brown. I don't, I never liked him. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of his. So I'm actually more excited about that. And like, I think that's where the value you can find because he landed in, yeah, a bad spot. And do I agree the target numbers probably won't be there even when he wins the job of a Hollywood Brown? No, but he's still a guy who I think is the most talented receiver on that team now. 
And I'll tell you, Wallace is number two. I think Wallace is better than Brown, too. So, but again, this is dynasty. So that, you know, that, I mean, what is it? I think it's like nine, 10 receivers who came out as rookies and like have produced as like top 12, you know, receivers in the last like decades. It doesn't happen every year. I'm going to let you pull a a rabbit out of your hat with those stats because that's a you thing. I, I love the stats. You just seem to have the historical stats in your back pocket significantly more than I, but I'm going <laughs> to double sickness. down. <laughs> it is a sickness. It, it's, no. it's beautiful. I love it. I always do, but I'm going to tell you something about Hollywood Brown. I'm going to give you a, a comparison. We always love our comps, but to me, Hollywood Brown is Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All right. No, no, hold on. 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 Actually, Let me... I, I got it. I want to hear I want to hear this play out first. I want to hear a play out. All right. Well, first off, everything about Mortal Kombat that just came out. I don't know if you saw the movie. Did you see the movie, the newest Mortal Kombat? I wouldn't waste your wife's dime on that movie. And I heard it's horrible. That's why I'm curious where a horrible guy fits in a horrible movie. Go ahead. Well, so like Johnny Cage, nobody really likes Johnny Cage. And when you come out shades on Hollywood style, I give you a year, maybe a year and a half, and I probably don't like you either. That's where I'm going with it. <laughs> so, sorry, Mr. Brown. It's just the way we feel. <laughs> We're done with this guy. We're moving on. You know, uh, I, I think I think Wallace yeah. and Bateman are competitive there, and I think it's long term it's going to be pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh-huh. and that's the thing about this draft is like, and that's you know the basic uh, thing we're trying to say is 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 the value I think is great if you stick to the talent, right? If you stick to, if you don't chase landing spot too much, you can find, I think you can find a lot of talent that you're going to have to wait a little while. I think you can find a Bateman who, I think Bateman's, I actually like Bateman better now at a value that he's almost around cheaper than we're going to have to pay for him if he landed in a really good spot. Right. Right. So, so I, I'm, I'm right there with you. All of a sudden it gives me a little more creativity for those guys, maybe in the second round. Yeah. You know, I mean, or, yeah, I mean he slips to you in the second round. You're you're right, and I, I think there's so much diversity in this wide receiver core. Like, I mean, they're scattered everywhere, and you can, and that's a great part. You can do you can do that in every round. You can take landing spot, and you can take talent in every round, and pick and choose. You know what? I'd probably take one every other. I'll take landing spot this round, talent in next, landing spot next. Right? Diversify it. This is and this is the draft that's all diversified. Like, you want landing spot? Or you want talent? Like. Because it's you don't get much of both, so you got to pick one or the other in this draft, and that's what makes it fun. Because you know me, I love talent, so you know that's me extrapolate some value here. And we lo- we love talent, and and I can even tell you right now that the talent that we scouted out in the quarterback class of this year, you know, we knew what the top looked like, but we were very interested in what the middle and and back end was going to look like, right? And and you were calling guys out like Sam Allinger and Davis Mills. I'm calling out guys like Mond and and uh, and Book. You know, I think nailed, where nailed them all. Nailed they them all, all had really right. good landing spots. I'm not here to try to pat my own back. What I though is that they have really good landing spots, all of them, to the point where I think it's going to be competitive for dynasty long term play. Especially, I mean, Mills. I feel like that was more of a desperation pick than it was anything else because it was Houston. Uh, but, you know, Mon backing up um, Kirk Cousins, you know, uh, Allinger backing up Wentz. Wentz, you know, how, how often does he get injured, yep. right? Trash behind, trash behind Grady. You got, and you got your boy, your boy Books there went to the Saints, right? Yeah, they're all good spots, right? It's Dynasty. So I, I love, I love all the back end quarterbacks. And we did pre draft, right? We liked all these guys pre-draft, right? And I, I will say it again. I still like, you know, Trask, Mon, Mills, Sam the Slinger, and Books, right? I think they're all great values, right? And for me, a guy who's not chasing quarterback, if you don't need a quarterback in this draft, like if you're not looking to, for a quarterback to start this year and you're like, man, I got Roethlisberger as my third or I got Brady, these are the guys you should be taking in a rookie draft, not chasing going, 
Oh, well, I got an old Roethlisberger on my bench as my third. Maybe I should trade up and try to go get a shot at Lance and Wilson. Well, why overpay? I mean, you can just wait out one of these couple of guys, right? I mean, that's the better scenario. You know, it's funny that you you mentioned Pittsburgh, right? Because that was that I thought one of those guys was going to land, land to and didn't. So what happens with a guy like Dobbs? Because I know he's still not the answer, right? Or is he? No, he's not. He's not the answer. They just didn't take one. I mean, they just, I mean, again, teams did a lot of weird stuff that I scratch my head at every year, right? And every year in the draft, you go, what are we doing? Look, I mean, Pittsburgh took Harris, take a running back in the first round, which I always believe you never should do. Like, it just doesn't work out great for the NFL franchise. Fantasy-wise, you know, we love it, but NFL-wise, it didn't make sense. I don't mind the Harris pick, and Harris obviously becomes like probably the number one running back on the board because he probably walks into the starting job. So, you know, that scenario. But, like, yeah, they, they should have. But I think a lot of teams that you saw in there, I mean, we can go here for three hours about teams that should have taken this and took that, right? But, yeah, you're right. Dobbs is definitely not the answers we've seen. So, I mean, they're one of those teams where, you know, you could see another, uh, you know, backup kicking around or somebody. They'll, 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 they'll find somebody. You know what? Yeah, as, as we're as we're wrapping up the quarterbacks, one of the balls moves right was by Chicago, and they they went ahead. They understood that quarterback has been they've been chasing quarterbacks for quite some time, right? You know, with guys like Trubisky bringing in Foles. Um, now they now they went ahead and completely doubled down. You know, they have a, a same GM who drafted Trubisky with Pace, drafted uh, drafted Fields. The difference, though, does Nagy do something with Fields where John Fox couldn't do a thing? Well, I mean, they're different talents. I mean, uh, Trubisky was a one-year product who had – one-year product who reminds me – you could compare him, Wilson Lance, that one-year productivity flash, and they took him where, you know, Fields has been good, you know, for a couple of years. And I think, you know, it's funny because I say this all the time, you know, they traded – didn't they trade up to get Trubisky? And they traded up to get, you know, to get Fields. Mm-hmm. And I said this a lot to people in drafts, even the NFL draft. Like, I love it when a team trades up to get a guy, even if it's a wrong guy, right? The fact that you showed enough balls and 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 you paid to go get a guy, right? And this is why, like, people you know ask me about the Patriots pick. Oh, the Patriots got Mac Jones. I don't like the pick because the Patriots sat there and did nothing and said we're just going to wait for the last guy to fall. If the Patriots trade up three spots and drafted Mac Jones, I would have been like, hey, that was their guy. They went and got him. Cool. But they sat there and did nothing, and I'm like, eh, you know, it makes you think, well, how much do they really love the guy, right? How much are they really going to invest in the guy, right? And that's what that's what it tells me. When you trade up for a guy, you really like this guy, so you're going to give him every, you're going to give him five extra chances compared to a guy who fell to you, and you didn't have to overpay for. So I give it up for teams like that. You went and got your guy, great, awesome, good for you. That's what you should do. You should do that rookie drafts. I don't care what if I if I tell you something and you're the complete opposite and you say I'm dead wrong, good. And you went up and traded for the opposite guy. Awesome. I hope it works out for you because that's no better feeling. But go get your guy. Like read whatever you want. But you want the guy, go get him. That's the fun. Well, I can't tell you out of all the times, I mean, you and I have been playing for together for a decade now, right? And how many times have you and I had conversations over the years where we're like, hey. I think this, I'm like, great. I think that's great. Let me try this to see if what you're telling me could work. What I'm going to do is, is try it out. And if that works too, well, great. Now we have two, two different approaches to the same, to the same problem. Where I'm going with it is there are many times where all you need to do is go with your gut. If you've done enough research Stick with your gut decision. Don't let a guy who landed a little bit higher. Don't let a, you know, don't, don't chase those guys. Don't chase whatever ball player it was. Go with your gut instinct. And this is where over the years I've learned through that pre-draft board, why you should go after your guys at that spot where you think they should have gone and don't go chasing. So um, it was a little bit yeah, of a tangent. I, mean, I yeah, don't you, do those too often. No, no. I mean, no. You're you're right. It's like a three part tangent. It was great. It was like three different tangent tangent points about you know whole thing process and what works. And yeah, there's always different angles. Like what works for me in my league works for you. And that's you know, 
And again, you know, we're talking, you know, two quarterbacks, super flex leagues. Like we were, we require two quarterbacks. We require two tight ends, three running backs, four wide receivers, right? Full, full IDP too. So the all, all leagues are a little bit in the dynamic of that, but if, not only if you like the guy or like if your process is different, but you, it's dynasty. So like you live with the guy, you live with that mistake. And that's why like I've, I've stuck with process and I draft very similar guys and I've, I've worked both of me for a long time. And, you know, and that's something that helps me even when I'm, when a guy busts out, as long as he was the same archetype and the same formula that I've used for 15 plus years, it's helped me win. I'm, I don't have a problem with that. Right. The problem is when you change it. Right. And the other thing you can look at is if, even if he was outside that mold, but he was a fun guy I wanted. Like, hey, I, hey, you know, like if a guy's like, hey, I'm a Seahawks fan, go trade for the guy. Go ahead. Go nuts. Go, go overpay for, for Eskinridge. Go, go ahead. Good for you. And I think you're overpaying. Sure. But you know what? You're a fan of the team. You live with the guy. And it's fun. So, honestly, I'll tell you this. You should always overpay for one guy in your rookie draft that you want. Don't make it early. I do it all the time, right? Mid-round. Mid-round's a good spot. Go get a fun guy that you like, right? Overpay for him. Fun hometown guy, whatever it is. Because you know what? It's still fun. Like, yeah, it's serious to some people, but you know what? Still want to have a fun guy, right? I want to have a laugh guy. Like, yeah, I took that guy. Why? Nobody likes him. Okay, you know, and that's... Well, I can't wait for you to take Jake Funk in, like, the fourth round. Jesus, I might have to take him. him I might have to take him in the third. (laughs) 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 Well, that's because you have no. I, I no, I got a couple. I think I got one. I got one. I got three thirds. I loaded up on the front end. Uh, yeah, he's another. I mean, he, Jake Funk. I mean, that that was one. I mean, <laughs> forgot. You know, that's that's one of the ones that we. You know, kind of we talked about one of the hits we had. I mean, he was one of the guys I guaranteed to get drafted. Kind of laid the name on the line a little bit, and I'm happy he did. Honestly, I wasn't. You know, doing it because I, I I like the kid and I believe he's talented. He's got a great story. He's a great kid. And I want to succeed. So I was happy he got drafted. I mean, I even had a tweet started that was get Jake Funk drafted. So I was glad it happened. And I thought he'd been in a good spot, right? He's on that, he's on the Rams, right? I mean, you know, they got Akers, right? I don't really believe in Henderson. And they don't have anybody after that. Like they don't have anyone. Malcolm Brown's gone. He's not on their roster anymore. So they don't have anyone like that. So yeah, you went to Miami. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and so that's you know, ambiguous spot I'm looking at, you know. We had a couple of those guys. Do, you know, am I saying like he's going to come out and you know win you games this year? I don't. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he's a guy that I like from day one, and I still think he can come in and 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 be productive. And he could. He could win that number two role, or an injury could happen. He could definitely produce. Absolutely, but that he's a later round guy, and those are the guys that I love, and those are the guys that I kind of went uh, on. You know. I kind of went to bat for trying to get him, you know, make sure because I want these guys drafted and I believe in them. And Jalen camp was another guy, right? He was the other guy guaranteed to get drafted. Um, and, you know, no productivity. Nobody knew, really knew who he was and people kind of laughed at me and it's fine. It didn't bother me and it didn't sway me. Like I was still sticking to him. And I was happy to get justified because he got drafted. Am I saying the kid's going to be a stud? No, but he fits the profile of guys. I like, right. He's a big guy. And it, do we land in a great spot? It's an okay. It's, it's a, it's a loaded spot, but it's dynasty. I mean, you know, he's on Jacksonville. You know, obviously, you know, they got Shark and Chenault, and they signed Marvin Jones, right? And they have Colin Johnson from last year, so he's a little behind. But it's dynasty. I'll wait two years, right? I'll wait three years, right? Draft capital matters, yep. right? Guy gets drafted. I mean, even my last even my last guy, right? Ooh, uh, Dwayne Baker. D2, right? Do, whoa, 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 Dwayne whoa, whoa, whoa. You Dwayne are Baker? going all over the huh? place. Hold D2? on. I, I, I love this. Huh? I love that when 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 you're getting ready to tell me about all of your guys. And Dwayne Baker is another one of your oh. guys, right? But though those guys that you were just talking about to uh to draft because they're fun guys, fun names. I I think um you know Jake Funk. Is is somebody for dynasty purposes going to be um, relevant? He's he's certainly going to be relevant, and, yes. and for all all intensive purposes, he's going to be hitting the field, whether it's for special teams or wherever he's going to be. Uh, oh, wherever yeah. his number gets called early or late, for dynasty reasons, he's going to be a player to watch. That said, no. as we're going in with other running backs, right? Um, you know, our boy, the uh, 
who was our boy? It was, was uh, boy? first uh, of all, before you go on to the point, Jake Funk should be drafted in all rookie drafts. Like he's a fun guy, but he, you should he should be drafted in all rookie drafts. So he definitely should. He definitely you got to draft this kid. He's worth the he's worth the bench spot in the later in the later round of your draft because rookies die. Right? I'd rather have I'd rather take a Jake Funk than uh, than Roundtree. Right, who we didn't like pre-draft, and now because he lands in a good spot, people love him. I'm like, again, I'll stick with the talent, right? And if I'm taking a later round throw on a running back, right, it's going to be one I like, and not one that lands in a, you know, in a in a good spot. And I'm like, okay, like if that was the case, I'd rather take CJ Marbles, right? If that was the case, but I I, I love know. my boy CJ CJ um, but that wasn't the boy I was talking about. Believe it or not, it was, was Captain it? America. Go Chris, Chris Evans. Another one we to, had. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans. Going to Cincinnati. Um, Good spot. You know, so so there was there was something going on in the sixth round where a lot of a lot of the running backs, and I think this was um, this was something that you and I were talking about, but NFL scouts and and uh, GMs echoed that the running back class of this year wasn't nearly as strong as years past. And you could see that a lot of the ball players ended up falling really far behind where, you know, there were other skill sets that were a little bit better, like do you linebackers. Th- do, you, do you think that is the case? Or do you think the NFL got smarter and said, why do we keep taking running backs early? There's a bunch of them. We can just wait and take them later. Well, it's a combination of both because okay. I don't think okay. some of the GMs are getting smarter. And I could tell you that with the uh, with the secondary uh, trend that just kept going in like the, the third and fourth rounds, it was brutal that's, that's to all watch. You, there, was, there must have been a rule. You can only take corners and wide receivers. But like, you, had, you had to take four each. <laughs> you just had to take them. Like, no, no, no. You took you took a running back last day. So you have to take a corner wide receiver in this round. Sorry, he's gonna do it. Um, no, but you're right, because I think it was a deeper position in those positions and maybe thinner backs, so they, they spaced it out. You know, and we talked about it how, you know, even you know, before the rookie draft, we didn't we didn't love the full, you know, body of work of the running backs, but there was value in spots. Like a lot of people like round free, we didn't. Right, but I like well, we like Captain America, right? We th- these are guys I tell people like I anyone can tell you about the top name guys, but I'm telling you like those are the guys that win your leagues, right? Is taking a guy like you know Captain America, Chris Evans, is taking a Jake Funk, right? You're taking a, a Marbles was undrafted, so you can sway me on not taking him, but he's worth a lot. These guys are worth later round picks in your draft, like instead of you going out taking like a the, the, your fourth D tackle or D end, and I love IDP, it's great, right? Just go get running backs. Like we laugh because I'm like I have one of the loaded running backs core in the league, right? Like Barkley, McCaffrey, right? Gibson, um, Sanders. I think I got 20 running backs in my roster. Like I, I have running backs. I pick up running backs all the time because you know why? I lost in the league. They all got hurt. <laughs> so, so you can pick up too many backs. I missed the one position, you know. And people have laughed. Like you know, I mean, I remember in the past. I'm calling up like, yeah, what was the kid from Miami? I had Laird on my taxi squad out of nowhere. Patrick played Laird, him, yeah. Right? Played him one week, right? I needed him. He actually got me. But he like actually 12, 12 produced points. for you. He actually produced for me, right? Again, and that's the position. That's the position in dynasty in a rookie draft. You can get you can get impact, right? And that's the variation of running back in dynasty is because you can get a guy that that we talked about kind of the beginning running back can give you a night night guy, right? They can give you like a, like a, like a Patrick later gives you two games and you never hear from him again, but you know what I drafted? I, I didn't even draft him. He was free. And then I dropped him. I didn't pay anything for him. Like if I said, if a seventh round pick I had plays two games in my starting lineup and I never see him again, I'm ecstatic with that value. Tommy, who was the shithead on the Patriots a couple years ago against <laughs> against Indianapolis? Oh, that fucking Gray, who fumbled. Gray just burned everybody. Gray, and then didn't show up. Well, to practice no. the next week. Yeah, so then he got suspended like three times. That was Gray. <laughs> that was Gray. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated the following week. He made. Guys famous on DraftKings for making them millions of dollars for no reason whatsoever because he just lit it up. But that <laughs> goes to show you that guys this deep, when you do your research, you can find a guy who's got a little bit of talent, has a good landing spot, can actually make you a little bit of, you know, 
income money. They they can they they can serve you well for well, that one week. Well, and that, last, last. And that's the thing that can actually example. that's the one spot to get you both because like you you can you can get a guy in in your last round of your rookie draft who has talent who happens to slide in because of injuries, but you can also take a guy and I'm going to keep referencing Roundtree because I don't like him. I think he's a plotter, but. You can get a guy like Roundtree who lands in a good situation, right? And then he roundabouts his way into starting and becomes gray for one week, and then you never hear him in the face of the earth, right? But that, I mean, honestly, in, in your rookie league, in your rookie drafts, I, I know I look at this, and I'm going to try to buy up all the third running backs in every depth shot. Like, no third running back in any depth shot should not be on. Like, I don't care if it's a, if it's a funk or if it's like Garrett Blunt, or if it's a Howard. Like, if he's the third back, it doesn't take much for him to get starting in a week. Like, it's it's a – so they're worth, they're worth throws. Like, and that's the thing. Those are more playable guys. And like I said, they're fun guys, and it was cool to see, you know, some of our guys that we like get drafted. You know, that was, that was uh, you know, that was the fun part about it. We had a couple other guys, some tight ends that we liked, and a couple other guys. Get- well, so so before we jump to those guys, I'm going to – I'm going to – just wrap up on on Larry Roundtree for you real quick. Round and I will only here. <laughs> just round here. Well, so so Mr. Roundtree, for all intents and purposes, um, this is why you and I are left and right sometimes. I actually think by going to the Chargers, there is a little bit of value there because of that. Running back by committee. <laughs> so, just, just Justin Jackson was that same statement too. Agreed, hundred percent, and he <laughs> couldn't hold the torch. And who else? Is, well, Kate was Kalen Balaj came in and took that torch away. What was it? Oh, Joshua wait, Kelly. Jo- Joshua Kelly was the big guy. I'm not following the Joshua Kelly we trap, right? I'm not following that Kelly trap, and that's the reason why I'm not touching Roundtree. Because I didn't love Kelly before the draft last year. He landed in a good spot and he went way up high because everyone said, Oh, the same thing you did. Yeah, you know why I didn't do that? Because I bet on Justin Jackson years before. So I already went down that road. I'm not doing that mediocre back. <laughs> Just not doing it. Not well, I, I I'd be lying to you if I said I, I didn't I didn't go after the Joshua Kelly tree uh my, yeah. myself, but I did it in I wanna say like the fourth round. Oh, then so cut the cord. Cut the cord. Get stop chasing that train. Get off the cord. <laughs> <laughs> Train's leaving the station. Choo choo. I thought you were gonna say a counting crow song. Round tree. All right, let's. Uh, let, let, all right, and we're moving on. Uh, so you know, we you were what? talking. I actually, I want to ask you a question before we jump anywhere. Sweet. I'm gonna go to a team. I'm gonna go to a team. That you, uh, as a Patriot fan, don't like just because of who they are. But the New York Jets grab guys like Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Michael Carter. Are they still off your list because they're Jets? Listen, Michael, Michael Carter could be the best value in your draft if you can get him at the late, mid, late second round. Right. He's the guy. He's that second round guy. He's a situation guy. Did I love him before? Nope. You did. And he's a smaller guy. But I also told you that the kid's got heart, right? I, I liked the I liked the way he played when he shared carrots. I liked his game. He's a guy we didn't hate. He's not he's not round here. You know, he's not that kind of guy. The kid's gonna lay it all on a lot, right? <laughs> And he lands in a good spot, right? He lands in a complete ambiguous backfield, right? Of 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 no real true number one back. So yeah, I think he's a good value. Um, and that's the key with a guy like him. Um I, I see him creeping up boards too high early second. I'm not paying that kind of risk for a guy like that. Uh, if I could get him like in my third, if people were just an amateur keep taking wide receivers, take him all day in the third. He's worth he's worth the shot. But you know, he, he, that's the different situation compared to taking a, like a guy like Joshua Kelly last year, who was a, you were taking to share carries Carter. Mm-hmm. You're taking, you're taking to win the job. Like he can just win the job. outright, And like, that's the thing. And I don't mind that, that I agree with. 
I don't want to ever take a guy who's going to share carries, and I hope that's the best he's going to be. Like, I want the guy to win the job, like, especially at that draft capital. So I like him. I never liked Wilson. Um, I don't mind the pick. I, I, I personally like the kid. He's fired up. Brings something. He brings an edge. You know, he's cocky. I like the kid. I, I'm rooting for the kid 100%. I have concerns because it's a just track record. Um, Elijah Moore. I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, again, that's another good spot. I've seen him going a little bit too. Um, I think he's going like the second round, which again, might be a little high considering they just took Mims last year, right? Signed Corey Davis, rookie quarterback. Mm, yeah, it's a little high for me, but Carter's the best value in that team right now. So you can, I'm have, not gonna, three, you can have three Jets go in the first. All three of those guys are gone by the end of the second round, which is crazy to think, by the way. Because – and it's why I brought it up because it's one of those few things that you won't necessarily. I couldn't tell you the last time three Jets went in in the the top two to three rounds, but I will tell you right. Elijah Moore intrigued me before, and he still intrigues me now. I think he he's got a little bit of swagger, and he's just a a, a solid prospect as a collective. Would you pay a second for him? Later second. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So, and I'm so you, we're on the same fence. I agree with you. Later second. Right. Same thing with Carter. Right. Right. That that's the line for them. Anything higher than that? Okay. Yep. I agree with you then. So I I, I do think I do think the the talents there with all three of these ball players and for the first time in a long time Jets fans can at least take a breath and say maybe we did something right. <laughs> do they breathe? The Jets fans even breathe. <laughs> Well, it's normally through a brown paper bag. <laughs> That's the brownest. Or the Lions. I mean, I, I don't no, know how many Lions, different the Lions, the Lions had the best draft. They were the only ones who were like, oh, nobody wants the best offensive lineman in the draft. We we, we need receivers. We're going to take the best offensive line. We're going to take offensive line and defensive line the whole draft. I'm not even going to care about wide receiver. That was awesome. All right. I love the Lions. Go so ahead. for their their – you're a hundred percent dead on. There are only two uh two Detroit ball players that even hit my radar with Amon St. Brown and Derek Barnes as the D end. Um The mu- the mummy you- returns? <laughs> that what we're bringing up the <laughs> mummy <to> return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now again, he's a guy. Again, you know, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in raw there. I don't, it, nothing personal. I mean, the kid could be great, and he walks into obviously, you know, what people assume is going to be a big target share. We didn't love him beforehand. I don't really love him more now. And at his price, which I think is like the third round, I think it's a little too high. I mean, people can laugh all they want. Sean Perryman is the number one guy on that team. Like that, there's, that, that's. I mean, people overlook that, and people say he's not. You know, people said that he's not good. And, that's fine, but that's mm-hmm. that's who the number one guy is right there. And if Tyrell Williams was half healthy, he probably ends up as a number two. And who they take, uh, what, Quinns last year, right? Uh, I mean, I think Rock could be a good guy. Uh, honestly, I, I, I really, I, I mean, I, listen, you can go into the pyramid, right, and you can pull out a mummy every once in a while, and you open it up, right, and you're like, oh, the headdress is still there. Bonus. You can sell the jewels. And he could be that guy, right? But I have a feeling, right? He's like the Bob Dylan song, right? He's like he, he's like you know he's like ISIS, where the guy tricks him and he goes to the cemetery and the castle was tomb was empty. No, there's no jewels, no nothing. I thought I'd been had, right? That's that's what I'm saying could happen with with, with this situation, and I'm not involved in it. And, and that that's that's perfectly fine. So let's stick with a couple of wide receivers. Real I mean, quick. that's Counting Crows and Bob Dylan tonight. I mean, yeah, I I, I know. Bravo! Shh, no, no, no! Shut me down. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I, but uh, you're not no, playing any music, no, so I think no, we're I, good. But I'll give you one that actually, I believe, landed in a in a solid spot. Um, drafted in the second round, pick fifty nine overall. Do you believe? Went to Carolina. Special. So let me ask you this before I answer this. <laughs> Where would you? Are take you asking Mitchell? yourself the question again? I'm asking you the question. Where would you okay. take Marshall in a rookie draft right now? 
Where do you feel comfortable taking him? Is it second round? I was gonna say he's he's in the he's in the uh, you know I have him right there by Elijah Moore, uh, late second, early third. All right, okay. I love him in the third, and I love him because of what we talked about talent, right? Because he's talent. Like, do I agree? This is they have other weapons there. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You know, Robbie Anderson's there, and DJ Moore is there. I, I get it. Uh, I have a feeling one of those two guys might be gone in the next year. All right, and I'm, you know, so uh, again, that's a talent guy. So he's another guy that, like Bateman, I think we can get value on him. Well, we were probably going to have to pay an early second for him, and now if I can get him the third, I'm taking. Right, so that's. That's what I think on him because he's talented. Um, is he in a is he in a spot? Yeah, he's in a spot where I'm not expecting him to see the field. He's not leaving my taxi squad. But this is dynasty. I'm I'm not taking him to win now. I'm taking him to play me in three years, right? Well, I think that's where he's. I think he's still. I think he's a value. That's two. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you another guy that will probably land in the second, but could slip to you in the third, uh, and that's Kadarius Tooney. Oh, he can slip slide his way out of here. Him and Paul Simon, they can just go wherever they want. <laughs> Got nothing to do with that, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so, and I, mean, I think this goes. Like I mean, that's bridge over troubled water right there, too. I mean, I just don't, I'm not touching that. So I think this goes back, back to, uh, back to you and I, uh, trusting, trusting our process in our scouting, right? And just yeah. because of the landing spot, do you jump after it? Um, you know, you hope someone else does. There is a team. (laughs) There's a couple teams out there, Green Bay, uh, Houston, that have a little bit of controversy right now. Um, but you know, guys like Nico Collins and uh, Amari Rogers are both still interesting prospects. Agreed. And we did, it's funny because I like Rogers. I like we like Rogers a little bit. The problem I have with Rogers is I feel like that's another one of like chasing that second wide receiver forever. And it's just like how many years are we gonna chase that second wide receiver before I'm just gonna go the other way? And I'm I'm probably honestly if I'm gonna I would take the cheaper of the two of them, is what I would do. Do it would I pay a third for either of them? I don't think they're worth the risk. If I could get one of them in the fourth, I think that's their value. I think whatever one is cheaper, I think is is the is the value play because they're both in similar situations where they could mm-hmm. end up being a number two guy, or they you know they could be you know Equinemius St. Brown. So you know you just I don't want, I'm not paying early capital for that. No, don't chase landing spot. Not in that situation. It's a good value in the fourth though. So is there any wide out? in particular from this class that um, that you really need to have on, not necessarily your roster, but needs to be drafted earlier than where we had projected before, uh, now after the draft's over. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Baker. I have to draft Dwayne Baker now because he actually got drafted. I didn't think he was going to get he got drafted, so now he's got draft capital. All right. People laugh about it. Okay, I think he's in. A, I think he's in a really good spot. But what you're talking about about guys who you know general uh, top twenty wide receivers? No, because we didn't love a lot of those top twenty wide receivers. Anyways, I I feel like we we're going to get better value because almost like the bigger receivers that we like kind of like slid down and and bigger situations. And if it, listen, if you're rebuilding or you're a championship team, right, you're not looking for a win now piece of receiver. I mean, if you are. You shouldn't be in a rookie draft looking for a win now wide receiver. It's just not something you should ever bet on. But so I, I just think you extrapolate the talent and you know take guys. And I think there's value later in this draft. Like I, I would be, I would feel better about it to trade out, trade down from the first round and take two of these wide receivers in the third and fourth than taking one in the top two rounds. Because I think there's that much value at wide receiver. And I think that's a that's a fair fair statement. Um, you know, I, I think one of the one of the things that we were talking about um, in terms of ambiguity and uh, my favorite word the, the class as a 
<laughs> the cl- uh, the the class as a as a collective was a bunch of head scratchers. The tight ends, right? So you got Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta, uh, Frymouth going to Pittsburgh, good spot. Uh, Hunter Long going to Miami. My boy Tommy yeah. Tremble, Tremble Carolina. Yeah, yeah, I like Trade to the Chargers and mm. uh, Brevin Jordan to Houston. I like the Jordan one to Houston. Uh, you, the long one was the only one I didn't really yeah. love, but we weren't high on long, right? We weren't big on long, anyways. He's right. not high on our board. Um, and my boy Zach Davidson got drafted, right? I was that right. I that was going to be my last guy that I was going right, to bring up. All right. He went to Minnesota, and I think he's going to be fantastic yeah, with Earth. I mean, yeah, I mean, he could be. Yeah, so I think the tight ends, you know, the crew of tight ends definitely landed in really good spots. I mean, oh, even my undrafted guy, Pro Wells, right? Where did he go? Where did where did, did Pro go? Wells I think go? he went to the Bengals. I think he went to the Bengals. Now, yeah. when, I, when I when I say when I say Pro Wells, right? Pro Wells is is like the uh, uh, who's the guy on uh, on Indy that we love that. It's the guy in Indy that we love. Ebron? No, no, no. Love to hate? No, the project. Uh. Oh, Ebron was – Ebron's in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking guy. That guy just gives me a headache. He's yeah. been giving me a headache and, and, since I drafted him and, in Detroit. Yeah, so um, uh, So, anyways, Pro, Pro Wells is a guy to keep in your back pocket, and he, he he's probably in the Darren Waller, Logan Thomas situation where – you could take him right now and put him on your roster, but you might not see dividends for four years. But I think any he's got the talent, and we'll just mention him because we talked to him before. But yeah, I think there's a, there's good tight ends. I mean, I think there's value in every single round of this rookie draft. It's just extrapolating where you want to find it, and that's what I mean. I think there's value to get a guy. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Obviously, we didn't like Long, but Long, I'd rather wait and take Brevin Jordan than take Long around earlier, right? I mean, Tommy Tremble, I like, right? But I like his value better maybe than paying a second for, for free mouth. Maybe I can get Tremble in the fourth now, right? I think they're very good spots, and I can get better value. Um, and I think that's what this, this this theme of this rookie draft from what I've seen is, is like, oh, I don't like these guys. I don't like these guys. Well, okay, well, there's a position that you're going to like in every round. Just find mm-hmm. that value that you can find. and. You know, don't don't do the what we all do, and we all do it. Even I have habits of seeing the shiny thing, but he landed here, and look where he's going, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, all right, just don't overpay for that guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you one more guy. Luke Farrell landed in Jacksonville. Who, Luke? Luke, it's not May Fourth. He's Luke, not my. He's, he's not my father. Luke is not my father. He does not have the force. With him. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe in Luke Farrell. Um, he could be. I just didn't love him pre-draft, so I'm not really high. I'm, you know. So you're not gonna like him now. I'm not gonna and love I, him now. No, you know, no, not really. Not with not with that loaded I, wide receiver core that they have there. They're not, what not tight end? They have they have three receivers over six five. Right? They have the tallest wide receiver core in the league. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they don't need a tight end, right? I mean, Colin Johnson's there. He's six six. What Chanel six five? Right, and then they drafted. And, they drafted my boy Camp. Shocks four. Shock six four. Right, and then Camp six two two twenty six. Right, what's Jones? Jones has got to be six. I'm like these guys are all monsters. They don't need a tight end on that team. Ah, the tight end Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence didn't throw the tight end anyways. Right, Lawrence didn't throw the that tight end. That's you know that team is like that reminds you of like that old actually the Texans team. Trusted the Texans team, huh? Yeah, Trask did his tight end. Well, that's why he was sitting. That's why he's sitting behind Brady, right? There's a difference. Right? <laughs> uh, the difference, right? You can see that one coming, huh? But there was, there was a position, uh, because we also play an IDP, right? Oh, nice. There, yes. There was yes. a position that we always look at, and those are the linebackers. You get your secondary as well, but uh, we're gonna talk about gonna talk about the linebacks for a minute. And the linebackers, the NFL loved just as much as we did uh, because they all went. Uh, there was in the between the first to third round, we had I loved 13 every, guys everyone. Go. I loved every one of those guys in the first round. It wasn't my that 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 line the wide the linebackers in the first round, 
right? Somebody asked me landing spot, right? My favorite landing spot. I said, one position. I feel all those linebackers landed in really, really good landing spots mm-hmm. in the first round, right? And we had a couple of those guys, so maybe it helps. I mean, I was a little shocked, but I was happy, pleasantly tried that my boy Pete Warner, like, snuck in that last pick. But I was like, wow, I didn't see him as a first round. I thought he was second round, but happy that NFL started. And he walks into a good position, right? He, he walks into New Orleans. Um... You know, Parsons is in a decent spot because they didn't pick up Van Der Esch's option next year. So it looks like Van Der Esch is going to walk. So I got I got one for you. So Van Der Esch, Keanu Neal just got moved to linebacker oh. on paper. So remember that that rover we were talking about. If anything, it hurts it hurts Neal's spot more than uh, more than it impacts Parsons. Uh, Parsons is, I mean, the talent's there. He's physically, uh, you know, going to become an impact player um, with n- this year, and he'll certainly be an impact going forward. I mean, he's he's going to be a franchise ball player. Is he is he uh, your IDP one? Is Parsons yes. your IDP one? He is. Yeah, he is. Okay. Uh my he- buddy. My buddy Owuso Koromora. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh landed in a great spot in Cleveland. Is it? I mean, they they have they have more defensive names than I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and none be, of right? them could produced be. yet. You're right. You're right. It is a good spot, right? Other side of Miles you know, Jack. I, yeah, I like yeah. Jacob Phillips over there, but I guarantee you the rover in Koromora is gonna do great. Yeah, no, I like that one. No, I mean, we, like uh, I said, I think they're all in good spots. You know, Bolton, uh, you know, oh, Bolton, you and I love Bolton. The hard line. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, hey, listen, 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 Bolton, uh, Bol- uh, Bolton's coming to one of our rosters anyways because this kid just like, uh, if you don't watch Bolton, if you love football, <laughs> you love tackling, just watch Bolton. If you're having a bad day, if you ever want to like feel like you want to just light somebody up, watch Bolton. He'll do it for you. Like Him and Willie Gay are gonna have a lot right? of fun in Kansas City, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Bolton's gonna win that. I think Bolton's gonna be that. That's a good spot. I think he's gonna get that middle inside linebacker job, you know, up to speed real quick and be Gay's gonna be the other side of him, right? And then there's that. No, and then that's all I'm thinking. Right? I think yeah. I think they're gonna be a great combination. I think, great. you know, uh, you know, I I think there there's strong potential for that. Uh, Devin Bush. Um, uh, Levante, uh, David Levante. How do you, I can never pronounce the Le- guy's Levante name. Levante David. But that, I, I feel like I've owned that guy like a decade. He plays forever. He's awesome. So great. He, I, I, you know, that's the, the type of that's the type. I actually see those two. Um, and I could be I could be off on that, but I I do think the talent's there for both of them to to yeah. to make some make some noise. Yeah. So, was there no um, linebacker no. drafted in the first round? Is there one more guy? Wasn't there one more linebacker? So, actually, Pete Warner was drafted in the second round, but at the top Oh, my of the apologies. Round, oh, you're uh, right. At the, at, the 60, at the 60 spot. Oh, but even, it was even uh, better. Xavier Collins. Second. Yep. My favorite second. <laughs> it was Xavier Collins, Jermaine Davis. Stop. Um, Jermaine Davis is my number one IDP selection right now. Best, best really? spot ever. What, what do you what do you walk into? What the Redskins? Can you name me? Can mm-hmm. you name me a, a Redskins linebacker? <laughs> he walks in the tackles by default, and the kid's good enough to just clean him up. Is Kerrigan still there? Kerrigan plays end. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, they rotated him. He played some D tackle. He was like, he's lying. I mean, out. he's a fantastic defensive ball player. Yes. But he is a terrible IDP player. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he was good the first two years. But, um, no, Dave, I, think um, Dave, I think Davis is my is my IDP one. And I, I think it's great because I think he's a value because Parsons is going to go one off the boards, which I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I just think Davis – I like Davis I have just him 1A much. and 1B. All right, well, there you go. That's fine. I'll be bold Did- and say he's, he's one. I got no problem with Dave. I mean, and and I think well, and I think if you give him the edge, I think Davis could walk into a role right now today, where like you said, with Parsons, you know, I don't think he walks into that role because you know they they still got a couple of linebackers there around him, but they're both those kids are both walk solid. I mean, I, I think though, you know, the guys we just named are, are going to walk in. There's a lot of value. 
Right. Oh, who's the other guy? There was a guy later I liked. Uh, who landed a good spot? Chasserot. No, where'd he go? No, I don't think it was. Chasserot uh, went to Minnesota. No, no, it was uh, Ernest. Ernest. Ernest Jones going Ernest, to the Rams. Ernest Jones going to the Rams is is the value pick in IDP in your middle late round if you can sneak him in, right? Because they don't really have again another team. He's a wait. They don't ball player though, right? Yeah, right. But again, he's the guy that we didn't love, and I don't know if he's that talented to win that spot. But that Rams linebacker spot seems to be like a weird rotation. Like, like it was Littleton for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like a new guy for every like year and a half, right? Right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're chasing a situation, okay, I'll take a chase on that later on in the draft. Maybe I can take a guy like him. Um, and that's where it's important. IDP more than anything else. IDP is the opposite in fantasy because you you could not you don't have to be the most talented, but if you're in a situation where you're the only guy and you're in a position to just clean up tackles, like you just get tackled by default. Like you can get that in IDP, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's a little bit different to get on the offensive side of the ball. Running back, you can get it a little bit, but you're not going to get a lot of it. But we've seen linebackers have hundred tackle seasons that weren't very good. <laughs> they were just mm-hmm. the only ones there. So, you know, those guys are definitely guys to be looking at. There was some, you know, nice spots for IDP. I mean, you know, loaded cornerback. I'll I'll give you uh I'll give you another spot to chase. Um your boy Browning went to Denver. B B. Yeah. Do they do they know when they're gonna play him yet? Where, where does he play? <laughs> they don't know. That's a good spot for him. You know why? Because they don't seem to know, they don't seem to know where to play anybody. Anyways, they just move, play ends, play and ends, play linebackers. You know, corners play safeties, safeties play linebackers. You're like, I, I don't know what's going on with that team sometimes. Well, and and that's where a guy like Jabril Cox, I think, may become an end. No, he's drafted as a linebacker. No, you don't think so? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays end. I don't think he can play in. I mean, weird stuff has happened, but I don't think he's uh I think he's a linebacker. I, I think he. I think he's a value. He's a great ball player, and that's why I, I am a big fan of Cox. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, there's definitely there was some definitely IDP. I mean, defensive line. You know, I don't think there's too much. Actually, my boy Tyron Jackson got drafted close to Carolina. Right, he went in a good spot. He went to the Eagles. It was a good spot, defensive end. I like that spot. They don't really seem to have a real defensive end there. They have a rotation of guys who are supposed to be good. Kind of just, eh. Um, but there wasn't much. But, yeah, linebackers, there was a, there was a bunch of them. I mean, what did we just name? Eight, nine, ten. I think it's ten really good, valuable linebackers you can get in IDP drafts. Um, you know, you know, corners. Pick your poison because every team took two. So, just, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even need to take the top ones, which, you know, we love it. You know, I love her, you know, Horn and, and Sertain and stuff. But and with so many taken, I'm like, okay, well, guys, every team's going to be starting a rookie corner. Yeah, just pick them up. Just don't even draft one because I think there's so many of me just pick them up. Right? I mean, Probably my, my favorite secondary pick uh, was Grant going to, I want to say he went to Atlanta, oh, if I remember that correctly. You know what's funny about that? So that's the best of both worlds for me and you because I didn't like anyone at safety. And you and I said, I don't like anyone at safety except for somebody who lands in Atlanta. You said, I like one safety. It's Grant. Well, that's coincidence because he lands in exactly the spot. Right. Sometimes it all works out. Right. So, yes, he's a guy. If I need a safety, take him. Because do you know who else is on the roster for safeties? Oh, no, there's nobody else on the roster. It's the only safety they got. Like, even if he's not very great, he's got to get tackled by default. There's nobody else there. That was perfect. Good call. That's right. I remember that was your guy. And I said, anyone to Atlanta, any safety to Atlanta. I'm taking that guy because he walks in the tackle. So good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that, that, that explains like when I look at this rookie draft and people are like, well, you know, they're landing in bad spots and, and I get it. There's a lot of stuff, but I think for, you know, if you're a real dynasty fan, you love dynasty. I said, the dig is the fun, right? To, to be in the guy mm-hmm. being like, okay, there's 10, there's 12 guys supposed to go in this round, right? I don't like six. Let me extrapolate. Where can I get the value? And that's what I'm saying. Like if I look at these drafts and rookie drafts, I, I, I can see value in every round. Like you can get a quarterback in every round, right? You can get a tight end in every round, right? You can get a wide receiver in every round. You can get a running back 
in May, <laughs> almost, almost every round. round. Uh, there's going to be a drop in gap. There's going to be a there's going to be a gap between you know between Carter and you know uh, I don't know Jake Funk, Kyle, <laughs> Kylan Hill, Marbles. <laughs> Chris, I, really, Chris I really wanted to know which one you came out with. Wow, you know, I mean. Stevenson landing oh. with the Patriots is actually a really good landing spot. I, I like I like Stevenson. I like Stevenson. You know who I don't like? Who everyone likes? Who's a huge overpay? Because we haven't really dived into running backs. Is the guy who went to the Niners? Who I, I just just like music, Trey Sermon. I'm just not. You know what? It's funny because I, I I sang enough tonight, and I'm like I would love to sing EPMD right now, but I'm not in love with him. Like we didn't really. I didn't really love him before the draft. And I don't love him again. See, he's a guy perfect for me because he's been going, he's been going first round, top of the second rookie draft. We liked him as like a third, fourth round rookie draft guy. Yep. I am not paying a second round pick because people think, oh, he's a situation. I mean, listen. No, I think Mozart still still beats out. Oh, I mean, I, I had an, I had an owner drop Wilson. Like Wilson doesn't exist anymore. I go last I checked, he was number two on that depth chart. I'm like, rookie yep. doesn't walk into this job. Uh, again, do I mind it? I'm just not paying the price on him. Like I, and I think running backs. That's where I think Carter's a value because you can go ahead and and you can take EPMD in the high second. I'll wait and take Carter at the bottom of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. What about I mean, my boy Gainwell? Oh, I think he's another value, right? I think he's a value. I, I think if he landed in a starting role, I think you would have had to pay a first-round pick for him, right? A second-round pick. I think he would have been with, with, with Sermon Carter. Right now, sitting behind Sanders in, uh, at, at the Eagles, I like him. And somebody asked me this the other day, and they said, well, why behind Sanders? I said, have you seen Boston Scott run? Like, you think Boston Scott is the backup answer? <laughs> And the backup plays in, in Philly every year, okay? So I love Sanders, but he has a tendency to go down and the Eagles give their ball carrier the ball. Like he's on the he gets, you know, he gets targets, he's getting snaps, he's on the field. So that's a position that I want. So again, he's a value where I we would think a pre-draft, like, man, I'm gonna have to pay a second, high second for this guy. I'm like, mm-hmm. now I'm like third, fourth, I'm like, okay. He becomes yeah, a value I'm, pick. He's another value pick, and I think this is great. You know where the the process that we do and the talent beforehand and after and just gives us more value, and that's the key. I, that's the key that I learned a long time ago in Dynasty is if you can extrapolate value in every draft, you'd be surprised. Like again, you know, people be like, "Well, I want a title doing this the other way." Well, and you can, but like the key, the key that we you know we're trying to teach people and stuff that I've learned and just weird stuff that Bobby's like, "How'd you learn this?" Is because I built Dynasty teams that stayed on top. And won three, four, five, six, seven titles in a row, believe it or not. Right. And that wasn't because I just went out and tried to buy guys and did weird stuff. And I'm not saying this to like to brag and be whatever, but it's just one of these things where stuff I saw about finding value in drafts, right? And finding a guy like running back value. I mean, I've had drafts where I've just, just taken running backs all over the board. And I think there's a bunch of fun running backs like that in this draft. Um, Value. Uh, I think not only not only Tommy do I think that you were closing out uh, a section of you know the ball players by going over running backs. I think that was a great way to close out this episode. So um, you know it's one of those one of those things where you know we've been very steady about keeping keeping with that process pre draft versus post draft. Um, and I think this was a great time to reevaluate value and landing spots. And hopefully, uh, I know it's opened up my eyes as we've gone through this process. Hopefully, our listeners have also found out the same. So, speaking of listeners, I got to give a big shout out to the Twitter followers. Like this is this has been fun, uh, and a special shout out to the uh, the Ball Blast Football, who uh, created this fun little uh, little playoff poll that they have in with a bunch of uh, you know. Fantasy podcasters, which is great. It's great fun. Guys get to interact and and know people. And I wish everyone the best and, and good luck. And it's you know been a fun little experience. And uh, you know it's always uh, it's always good to see you know people who you know respect you and understand you and take you as a peer. And you respect all these other people. Like you laughed. I'm like everyone. I'll tell you this. Every one of these people in in the ball blast football, which you all should follow because they're really really good. 
I listen to everything, every one of these contests, you know, people um, produced. I listen to podcasts, I listen to, and they all do a really, really good job. They all have a little niche, and they all do, you know, great things. And I think that's them in the fantasy community is great. There's a lot of love. I mean, yeah, for every, you know, 10 guys who love, this, you know, that one douche, it doesn't matter. And we're all shared ideas, opinions. I tell people the same thing all the time. My favorite thing is when time I tweet something, someone says I'm wrong. I'm like, good. I want to learn. Tell me why. Tell me what you see. I don't like. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's it, it's great fun, nothing but love and you know, respect for all those guys, and we appreciate it. Appreciate all the followers and you know, any suggestions, questions, hit us up. We're always around. That's at Dynasty Logics for anybody who is trying to figure out where to find us. If you haven't found us yet, hit that Twitter button. We're on the Twitter machine, Tommy. Keep up all the great work on there. Right? I tend to throw some information from time to time out there myself. Just draft funk. I think we're going out on that note. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>